And Lieutenant Lunatic responded and says, No fatigue yet. If you're getting bored, find a group to play with regularly. Try a new class or build and set some different goals. Exactly. Try another witch doctor. That's cool. Oh, you don't <laughs> want to play a blah, blah, blah. Who wants to play a blah, blah, blah? Everybody likes the blah, blah, blah. I do. It's the most fun. Blah, blah, blah there is. <laughs> <laughs> This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 98, Drowning in Toads. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulbooks2015. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone with your support. You can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash Soulstone. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Lantonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Yeah. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 98 of the Shattered Soulstone. Your Diablo Community Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 23rd. Uh, I think that's an Equinox, right? And I am your host, Nevik. And I am joined once again by my Brasia. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> or my pancakes. My omelet? My your breakfast. Fa- yeah. Your breakfast, breakfast of choice. <laughs> yeah. You know bacon's so, going to make it in there at some point. It's been a less interesting week, I think. Yeah. And uh, Jen will not be joining us. Uh, originally, might have been able to, but um, I believe it is Sean's sister's birthday, so they had... Uh, I think mother. They had... Pro- mother. Yes, that's right. Mothers Mothers always come before shows. So yep. um, prior prior engagement, we've, we will let her off the hook this time. Mm-hmm. And Lantonio, also over at the parents, will join us, hopefully, before we end the show. And hopefully I'll actually check my phone throughout the show in case in Oops. case he's ready for us. So uh Sounds good. Yeah. So how have you been, Brescia? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been doing just fine. Um real life's been a little bit busy this week, uh, since we last talked and um so I haven't had a chance to play as much as I wanted to. I played a little bit. Oop, Rift Guardian. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oh, wait, I have the arcane thing. Never mind. I'm good. I won't die in arcane. I'll probably die from everything else. Anyway, getting back to our week, um, or my week at least, because, you know, it's not like we played together in the same house all the time. That kind right. of thing. So, mm-hmm. I played a little bit the uh, next couple of nights after the show, and then I played a bunch Saturday morning early, and then from there, I really just haven't had a huge amount of time to do things. Like, Sunday, did a bunch of chores during the day. You know, normal grocery shopping, cleaning, those kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. We had gone for a walk Saturday morning, uh, kind of a jog at a park, and a couple dogs attacked each other. <laughs> nice. Like, ne- <laughs> next to each other. Not really attacked. I guess they more played with each other. 
but oh, like aggressively. And so my oh. wife was trying to step, get out of the way, and she stepped off uh, the the track um, the track into the ground and twisted oh. her ankle. So she kind of oh. hurt herself. Oh no! Yeah, yeah she'd done it before. She has weak ankles, so probably the reason why I was lucky enough to catch her because she didn't run very fast. <laughs> <laughs> So no, she um, she's okay. She she's getting around, no problem. It's not si not majorly serious, but you know, she definitely has sprained it. You can see it swelling and things of that sort. So it's it's uncomfortable. Um, That's no fun. No, I remember um, back in my youth. You know, I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> went to go see what was it, Tank Girl? I think the movie Tank Girl. Oh god, and I remember that. We went to go visit a radio station uh, that was local. I'm trying to think of the radio station name. I can't. I can't think of it off the top of my head. And in order to get there, we had to jump a cement um, fence. I mean, it was like <laughs> maybe waist high or so. So okay. it wasn't, you know, like a fence that we would have to jump down from or anything. Well, on the way back, or no, it was on the way over. So as I'm going over the fence. There was like a good maybe 9, 12 inches gap between the cement wall and the actual pavement of the parking lot and a good like a dirt ditch essentially. So as I'm going down, I did not realize this and my foot, uh, like the ball of my foot, like near the toes caught on the asphalt, but my downward momentum carried me down and basically bent my foot up at a 90 degree angle. Ooh making it parallel to, you know, my leg. So, yeah, that was a pretty bad sprain. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say so. Uh, but I made it through the movie. Oh. <laughs> with some help from my friends. <laughs> well, at least you made it through Tank Girl. Because that was, you yeah. know, that was the oh, one my of movies you had to make. So. Yeah, as soon as I took <laughs> my shoe off, oh my goodness, my entire, like, ankle and foot swelled so bad. Oh. They were like balloons. <laughs> yeah. It's like always keep pressure on it whenever you have a sprain. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I've done that several times. It kind of ruined my hockey playing days. <laughs> yeah, destroyed my ankle doing that. But then I've taken the last year and a half from not doing any serious exercise and been jogging around recently. It feels pretty good. Like I'm not hurting at all. Not tired. I mean, I'm a little bit winded, but because I'm not exercising all the time until now. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was kind of the thing. We did it as a family. Went to go for a walk. P Dog and I went for a jog. So that's why we weren't like I wasn't there when it actually happened to her. And uh, our youngest one was just kind of doing his little. Um, he got a scooter for his birthday, so he he's going all over the place with his scooter now, and he's having a fun with it. So like today, he went. Uh, we went for about two and a half mile kind of walk jog, and he would uh, actually no, it was closer to three. And he would basically go with his scooter as much as he could, and I would run alongside next to him. So it was fun. It was good exercise. We were having fun. So, I mean, mainly what's happened since then was, like, so we had that. And then Sunday, we did all the chores and everything, just trying to get a whole bunch of things done, like the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The bookcase, the tall, like, six-foot bookcase fell over in oh. P-Dog's room and broke. <laughs> I was just like, Really? So, like, okay, so we were busy cleaning that out of there because it's just the whole shelf fell apart. He just probably had, he just had too many books on there and just never really kind of organized it, just flopped them all on there. So, yeah. So, anyway, so we got that all done and we were like, okay, we're going to relax, enjoy the evening. 
So around 8.30, uh, my mom has an apartment in the building next with us. So, you know, like her own separate thing. And she was like, hey, we don't have any hot water. I'm like, oh, I bet the hot water either, you know, turned off or what. I go downstairs, the tank blew itself. So there's water everywhere. Oh, no. Yeah. And, I mean, come to find out, looking at it and stuff, it was 21 years old. Water heaters don't last that long. No, they don't. No. So, I mean, it, it was going to happen at some point. So it was fine. No problem. So crisis is now avoided. Yeah. I don't know how old my water heater is. Yeah, no, we were told it only, like, usually lasts 12 to 15 years, um, at least a decent one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, okay, so it needed to be replaced. We we had ours replaced about five years ago anyway, so we kind of knew the process. So we got a, got somebody in, and he repaired it, and everything's fine now. So all good. But it was just kind of like, yeah, it happened right at 8.30 at night. It's like on a Sunday. Nothing's open you know, unless right. you want to pay, like, completely ridiculous amounts of money so all we could do is kind of shut off the water well of course we have a, a house that's like about 100 years old now and the the piping in it it's just not the best anyways so even shutting off the water it didn't really shut it off and it's like great so it was still it was still leaking and it was like it wasn't terrible not to the point where like the, the basement was getting flooded but it was like you'd have to go down every hour or so to dump water out to get it fixed. Oh my goodness, yeah. wow. Yeah, so that was all that fun stuff. Uh, whatever. It was just like kind of stress things like that that were going on. And then, of course, this week is the second week of a three-week training that I'm in the middle of doing for a group of people that are new hires to our company. And, uh, you know, normally when I'm on the road doing this training, we're done usually around 3, 3.30 every day. This week, for some reason, whatever it is, no matter whether we start on time, late, have shorter lunches, whatever, it going to like 4.30, 5 o'clock, which is not terrible for timing, but I get in at like 7 in the morning and set everything up, so it's a long day. And mm-hmm. then at that point, because I can't leave at the time, I, like by 4 o'clock, I've got to drive from there, you know, basically from Providence to Worcester, and then go from one side of Worcester to the other in the city, and when you go west to east, it's not too bad. But when you kind of go east to west, it's impossible. It's almost like adding an extra half hour. So the reason why is because I have the high school students on the west side of the city. The elementary school student who's taking Taekwondo in the afternoon is on the east side of the city, which is where we live. So it ends up being almost two hours every day in the car after work to get them and get everything and get home. Oh. So it's just like... My back's killing me and stuff from doing it because I just I had like a hockey injury years ago where my a couple of my spine it's almost like the way to describe it is the lower part of my back shouldn't have bent like that unless I was in a car accident because I took oh. a, I took a heavy check in the board so yeah. that's okay I I made the guy pay for it <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that it was a cheap hit from behind so coming back to that. <laughs> I was like, no wonder why I played a lot of video games for a while. I kept getting injured in my 30s. Um, oops, I gave my, myself away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm realizing certain things like, you know, people are getting hired in my company. I'm like, I seriously could be your dad. <laughs> I'm like, realizing I could say that now and not really, it won't, wouldn't be creepy anymore. It'd be like, yeah, really? They could be that young enough, you know, or old enough to be my child. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, so all of this 
talk about everything else going on, and just basically to say, I haven't had a lot of time to play Diablo. And when I have, it'd be like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. Because we're also trying to, like, there's a competition that we joined at work to have a team weight loss goal. And, like, right. we, we need to do, we need to kind of, you know, we need to shed some pounds here. So we joined it, my wife and I, as well as, um, like, three other co-workers. And so it started on the 14th. And it goes for like three months, and so um, we're trying to do it. And I'm pretty happy because in the first week alone, we lost five and a half pounds, or at least I did. And it was, you know, it's not huge numbers, but the fact is, like, I hadn't lost any weight for a while. I mean, I was like way up there for a while. It was all we did was change what we were eating. I have a friend who well, who's on the team who's actually going for like a women's fitness competition. So she has like a really regiment, you know, strict diet of certain things like proteins and um, like greens for f- vegetables and stuff like that. So we're following a diet. We're not hungry at all. It's great. It's like you have six meals, but we don't even get to eat the six meals because we're already full for the day. Mm-hmm. And we did that as well as all we've done is some walking. It's not like we've done any heavy exercise yet. So it's fairly good. I mean, it's feeling good. Like today, um, running around with... I mean, I haven't in, in the last couple of years been able to actually run with my kid. It's just been like everything's been so much pain. Like I'd run a little bit with them and then my knees would be killing me or like I'd, my back would be killing me or something. It's like today, nope, no problem at all. I'm like, I'm sitting here right now, pain-free, so happy about this, right? It's great. Got a lot of extra energy. As you can tell in my talking, I don't shut up. And <laughs> it's totally good. I mean, I feel great about this. I was a little tired last night. So I had to go to bed early. That's just because the night before, I just stayed up all night, couldn't sleep. It was like, I only had four hours of sleep. It's just everything going on. It was just it was a lot of, just keeping my keeping me up, making me think a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was a little bit tired, so I decided just to jump on for a little bit last night, probably for about 20 minutes or so. It wasn't long. And I played with my software which doctor. So now I've kind of figured out, okay, what I'm going to do is if I'm tired and you see me on my softcore witch doctor, that's for why I'm tired. If you mm-hmm. see me on a hardcore witch doctor, that means I'm fine. You know, like I'm not tired. I'm ready to go. I can do things. So that way I can kind of play on either, either side, but mostly I'm still in the, the hardcore. So actually let's get to the game. Now there's been like five minutes talking about everything. It's not the game, <laughs> <laughs> but the game itself, um, it's been pretty fun. Uh, I've basically been going through... Torment 7 is like my sweet spot right now, which is good because I didn't think I'd ever get there. And I understand part of it's the cube, but also right. the gear combination. I finally got a good... You know, I'm still running my health tooth, and I think I found... I'm using a Hellfire Amulet, but it's not a very strong one. Like I think it could definitely roll better. Um, and then just you know, like slowly trying to find other upgrades here and there. Um, I have like an, an ancient uh, sever for my mm-hmm. my um, main hand weapon. I'm not crazy about it, but it's the one that does the most damage. So that's the only reason why I'm keeping it on there right now. Um, plus I have the have Henry's perquisition in my left hand, so you gotta have the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. Meow. <laughs> so it's, it's been fun. I'm like, I'm running that. I've run the teeth. Um, seven bounties and rifts, no problem. I just actually cleared one as we were starting the show. And so, happy to tell you, he's still alive. Omelette is Yay. still kicking. And uh, so I've got out of the game now, so we're good. But I tried a greater rift 35 on my own. I've run like 35 and 36 with other people like Ian and Hulk and 
Cyber and those guys. But I haven't done one on my own, so I decided, you know what, let me give it a try, see how I do. I actually cleared it, no problem. Did a great job with it, but I finished it in 15 minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, so close. It's like, bum, 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 Exactly. Bum. And early on, though, on that one, it didn't have good um, density until I got to the end of that first level and oh, got to the second level. Yeah, so I think if I had a little bit better density or if um, my equipment was just a little bit better, like I was just, I didn't want to overdo it because I was afraid of jumping in and just getting killed. I, I knew I wasn't, I probably could have pushed a little bit harder, but I was being very conservative about it. I didn't want to, you know, jump mm -hmm. in there just quite yet. So, um, that went pretty well. I mean, it was fun, but it was kind of like, it was a bummer finishing one, but not actually finishing it on time. So I couldn't upgrade my gems at all. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no consolation prize anymore. No. But that's okay. It makes you, you know, you have to do it. You have to finish it. I like that. The challenge, at least. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like I said, my softcore, I'm barely using that one. My hardcore is, I think, uh, what was it? Paragon 245 now, or something like that, right around there, which is oh, nice. way over what I've ever had. And, mm -hmm. you know, like last evening, remember, I, I think I barely got a um, 200. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm very happy with that kind of a progress. And considering, you know, even I had died once, which, you know, and I still got right back on it to the treadmill and kept going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my softcore Paragon's only like Paragon 10. I mean, that tells you how little I'm playing it, but I, I'm having fun with it. Uh, I don't feel, don't feel like I'm at, a, at the point where I said, okay, I'm done playing. I have to stop. I've just done it too much. It's just, uh, a little bit of real life forcing me not to, which is like, okay, now I want to go back and do it again. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how about you? How things going for you? Oh, uh, things have been going pretty well. Um, I've pretty much, I don't think I've played much heroes. So that's, you know, that's always a sign. <laughs> I've been uh, playing quite a bit and I, I think I only briefly touched my softcore barb, and that was to help out a listener who was uh, struggling in a rift. Uh, I think it was uh, JDZ. Um, he was trying, I think, Torment 1 for the first time. And it was softcore, so I was like, well, why not go ahead and try it? Because, you know, you don't have to worry about dying. Uh, I, I think he had the toughness, but his DPS was like only 200k, so mm. it was a little on the low side. So I came in and helped him clear it out because I think he had been in the rift for over 15 minutes. So I was like, yeah, let me come help you out. But uh, on the hardcore side, I've been gearing out my barbarian primarily through Kadala, at least up until today. And I originally wanted to go with Wrath of the Waste set because, you know, I, I, I intended to go, you know, speed barb. You know, that way I could do bounties and, you know, farm up greater rift keys really really quickly but i wasn't getting wrath of the waste other than i think i i think i only have three pieces and it's like you really need that six piece so it's like i'm still not there <laughs> still mm -hmm. not there so that meant i was spending a lot of time on my monk for a while and uh i've complete torment is now completely face roll for my monk um like not even really any challenge I mean, I suppose I could die um, if I'm really stupid. Oh, that's right. I forgot to put this. Oh, I forgot to put my story of derp 
in in my show in the show notes. Oh, so okay, my story of derp. So you know that set of leveling gear that I created, and uh, I, I'm trying to think of who was in the game. I think Exer was leveling up uh, another monk because he wanted a an Uliana's monk. So I was like. And Cyber was doing the power leveling. I was like, well, you know what? I can come in and because I can run T6, no problem with this monk. I'll just, you know, run alongside Cyber. And I was like going along, sticking with Cyber and things would hit me. And I'd be like, whoa, that kind of hurt. And then I realized, oh, yeah, this is Torment 6 level 70. Whoops. (laughs) But I was like, oh, it's all right. It's all right. You know? And then I was, like, trying to change my skills while trying to keep up with Cyber. And then I was... And then I happened to not notice that there was a molten explosion about to happen. And I ran right into it. And poof. I was dead. No. And I was like... I was like, oh my... What what just happened? Oh my goodness. (laughs) And all I could do was like, oh my god! I lost all my lovely gear and just kind of laugh at it because I was being so stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, it wasn't Cyber's fault at all. It was completely all 110% my fault. So I was like, well, oh, well, <laughs> oh. No, nothing that I can't replace. Right. right. So, and uh, so, yeah, my monk died at level 31. And that was that was going to be my third monk that I was going to do generator build on, and uh, to do the um, clear level forty without set gear, and yeah, so I was like, whoops, oh well. <laughs> so yeah, that th- I think that happened like really early in the week too. Well, shortly after we recorded, I think it might have been Friday night, and yeah, it just I felt so incredibly stupid. But yeah, my my. My second, no, my third monk this season. Yeah, because uh, my first monk, uh, I bet she died in a greater of 45. And then my second monk, Noelle, she died in a greater of 40 because of a server disconnect. Thanks to the servers being so crappy at that time. Which I am happy to report it seems to be a lot better. I haven't gotten disconnected or a game error yeah, since last, last episode. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like knock on wood, you know, hopefully hopefully that's been remedied or whatever. Maybe it's, you know, just the servers aren't quite as taxed anymore. Who knows? But, um, so yeah, my third monk, Michael, I've been uh, leveling up gems because I've, I guess the first conquest that I'm going to attempt to hit is the get six rank 50 gems. And uh, I'm halfway there. I have three gems at rank 50 or higher. Uh, I have Gogok at 50 because that's the max that you can get on it. I think my Molten World Beast Gizzard is at rank 52. And my Bane of the Trap is at rank 53. So I'm doing alright on that. Um, because that is the last objective that I need for the uh, Destroyer Challenge on the Season 4 journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been slowly working up working my way up the GRs um, there were a couple that I had to nope out of because of ghosts or the um, what are the what are those they're kind of like Balrogs um, I'm trying to remember what they're they're like destroyers 
They're the big winged demon guys who breathe fire that charge. Oh, yeah. um, oh, had it yeah, right in my to, head. Yeah, I'm trying to think of their their actual mob name, but uh, yeah, when when you get packs of those, it's pretty much not a good idea to uh, attempt that because you know they have the charge which hurts, and then they immediately start breathing fire. And if you get three or four of them charging you all at once, because they're not like the um, you know the charge beast. You know, they they generally come in large packs. Yep. So that could be an instant death. So I was like, nope, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> and uh, but I did complete a 51 and then a 52, and then I completed a 53 just last night in 10 minutes and 26 seconds. So that got me onto the leaderboards, yay! Because holy crap, you need at least a 52 to get into the top 1,000 on the leaderboards. So, holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, which reminds me. I misspoke. Um, I'll, you know what? I'm spoiling a tweeter. But no, I misspoke. No, don't, don't. In, yeah, I misspoke in the last episode. But I guess we'll get to that. Uh, so anyways, then I think just last night, Cypher, our clanmate, um, who lost his monk, I think, in a 53 or a 54, he, uh, he had a bunch of... I think he had two sets of machines. So he was like, anybody for T8 Ubers? And I was like, heck yeah, I'm in. And I had four sets myself. And then Reclaw evidently had a set. And I ended up not only using three of mine, and Cypher used both of his sets, and Reclaw used one of his. So we ended up running six sets of T8 Ubers. First four were with Reclaw, and I think the last two was just Cypher and me. And uh, ended up getting 12 of each material, although two of them I ended up with 14 of, so yay for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I created 12 Hellfire amulets for my monk, and three were moderately useful. Um, like They had somewhat decent passives on them, but I had one that rolled with near-death experience in 98% critical hit damage, and I forget the exact dexterity, but it was at like 720-ish, and it also rolled with min-max damage that I re-rolled for 10% critical hit chance, although I should probably re-roll that for cooldown reduction, but for the time being, I'm happy with, you know, having more crit, and because of having near-death experience on my amulet now, that means I have a passive that I can play around with. So I tried a couple different ones, and I ended up staying on Mythic, mythic Rhythm, where every after every third hit of your generator, your next Spirit Spender deals an additional, I think it's 30 or 40%, something like that. Mm -hmm. So that would mean my 7-sided Strike would deal you know, bonus damage. And at first I was like, well, you know, it's only going to affect my seven-sided strike damage. But then I realized, wait a second, Uliana six-piece, right, that's probably a really good idea. <laughs> so I did that, and that's how I was able to clear 53. Um, there were a couple moments where I was like, holy moly, I could die any second here. And there were a couple moments where I was like, oh my goodness, I don't want to die. And But I was able to clear it. And I didn't proc once, so I'm very happy to report that. And uh, it sounds yeah. like uh, Lantonia might also be ready for us. Yeah, and um, man, that's a heck of a battle for you. <laughs> but uh, that that wasn't all. 
that wasn't all. I also spent some time on my barb today. Uh-huh. And and uh, he's rocking six-piece Immortal Kings, along with the shoulders that give my call the Ancients, the Ancients Fury rune. So I've kind of replicated my Barbarian from Softcore over on the Hardcore side, except I actually have gems leveled. <laughs> this, And uh, I started running with him, and oh my goodness, it is so fast. I think I completed all five acts of bounties in maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes tops. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty darn fast. And um, yeah, I'm sitting at Paragon 577 now. Jeez. So I'm I'm, I've already exceeded my goal of completing a greater of 50 for this season. And I don't know what I'm going to shoot for Paragon-wise. Maybe I'll shoot for 800. I I don't know if I'll make it, though. Good. I didn't Antonio. know for sure, because you were actually roboting hey, Yes, we Welcome, can hear friend. How have you there, been? You roboting quite a bit for me, so I didn't know if that was just my uh, end or It not. sounds like it might be. But other than that, I've been good. Okay. I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I got here. I uh, a little late, but I'm here. Had to get everybody out and get dinner cleaned up really fast. So I made it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Welcome. It's been really busy lately, trying to do stuff that I want to do, but not doing it. You know. <laughs> so you have been spending a little bit of time in game, right? Yeah, actually, as much as I can for the most part. Like I said, I've been pretty busy with. Uh, worky stuff and uh you know when i when i get the chance i, I definitely definitely play but sometimes when i have the chance it's like oh i want to take a nap <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah i've uh, i've gotten a few guys up i finally got characters since you know i've last talked i actually have guys in season four hardcore up to level 70 two of them got me a witch Ugh. doctor and a barbarian um don't worry now i've been playing more yep. of the barbarian <laughs> but uh I also leveled up a guy to 70 in softcore, or should I say, quad leveled up a guy for me in softcore. <laughs> <laughs> I did a, I actually did a monk and named him Nevik. Aww. So there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that was kind of fun playing softcore for a second. It, it took like a whole less than an hour to get from uh, zero to Paragon 62, I think, uh, and pretty much like fully geared <laughs> to do at least torment like three. So that was pretty crazy fast. Uh, I got more Paragon on softcore already this season than I do on hardcore, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, but let's see. So far, see where I'm up to so far on hardcore. It looks like I am level 53 Paragon. Uh, don't my gear really isn't that insane yet or anything. I, I got some a couple Mortal Kings pieces. Well, one it looks like. Um, I know I got. Uh, couple waste pieces but I'm actually not even using them yet because uh, not having enough of the my, the other items I have before I have all the set pieces I need don't balance it out because um, like right now I just got the fear of the ancients shoulders and that's pretty cool to use because it gives you the uh, ancients fury rune and I, I personally haven't seen that one until now so I'm checking that out but you know, I got a couple. Did a little bit of everything so far. Did some uh, rune stuff, or did some uh, cube stuff. Did some uh, leveling up of my gems. Not too much of that yet, but I'm getting into it. I'm getting there. So haven't played a ton, but like I said, I'm just kind of doing the catch-up trail right now. Mm-hmm. 
think I've really done much of anything else. Nothing crazy has happened. I haven't had any close calls. I got some decent gear so far on Hardcore Barbarian. Trying to get the waste set started up, and I got a couple pieces of that, and then I got a, got my first piece of uh, IK, which was the gloves. But um, I, I, I was saying I found the uh, Fury of the Ancients shoulders, mm -hmm. and I, I haven't had those yet, so I think those are pretty cool. It's uh, Call of the Ancients gains Ancients Fury rune. Which is the one that you get fury every time they hit so no matter when if they're out you're gaining fury for that so that's pretty nice been working on my uh, gems a little bit just kind of playing the catch-up tray i went and got reaper wraps because that helps me with having fury problems low right for right now um trying to think what i'm oh see and my cube oh i was saying in my cube i got uh, a um What's that? A furnace? Because I got a level 23 furnace. So I saved that for when I got 70 and put that in the cube. And extracted that power. So I'm using the furnace power. And then I'm also using S of Johan. Or whatever that's pronounced. Johan. Mm -hmm. Johan. Whatever. So everything's getting pulled in. So that's pretty cool. And then I am... I think... I'm trying to think what I'm using for armor right now. I, I'm kind of swapping between Leoric's crown. Because I, I just don't have a lot of stuff. Because I haven't had a lot of... Uh, um, crafting materials to extract much yet, but I'm, I'm switching between that and I got a belt uh, That uh, sash of knives. I believe it is where you uh, throw a knife out for six seven hundred percent weapon damage something like that mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, what and then oh because that between that and then I have the uh, Stellgard's decimator that's also throws out a, a piercing axe uh, I get a lot of life on hit because I'm shooting 10 different things out as well as hitting and spinning and blah 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 So it's pretty nice so far. Oh, yeah, that that weapon. I got that uh, Stalgar is an ancient. It's at 4300 uh, 88 DPS, so it's got the 10% damage the 1400 strength 1400 bit now I just want a Ramalani's gift to put into that sucker, and I think it'll be pretty good for now I haven't found one though yet, but we're hoping on it I said I don't got much special yet a lot of mixed gearing, but it seems to be working. I'm doing like torment 4 pretty easily so far, so So yeah, uh, the the witch doctor I haven't really touched much since I got the 70 because I was just using my barb to kind of Put the smash down and catch up and then I'll go back to the witch doctor because I do want to keep him as my main Because uh, there's a lot of cool fun stuff. I know when I first got the 70 I, I uh, my very first thing I got from Kadala was the Arachiers, uh Carpace, which is the um, spirit of uh, Arachier, if that's mm. how you pronounce it, the new set for the uh, spiders. You, you, and so you I got that in my you, very first roll. You call it pretty much anything, and I wouldn't care because it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 not uh, um, cheapo win stuff like those monks you play, but you know it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't all follow the rest of the cows over the cliff. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm just playing, playing the catch-up game, playing when I can, having a lot of fun. I really enjoy this season. It's got a lot of cool stuff. Hopefully play more. Oh, I got on TeamSpeak with everybody. Hooked that up. You guys helped awesome. me out with that. So that was cool. Get some credit to, um, help everyone who helped. Yeah. Yeah. Guess, oh, Jamie well, helped I'll give you. some credit. Yeah. Well, Jamie helped me with that, but I was going to say I give some credit to everybody who helped me power level and catch back up with a few things when I was uh, way behind. Um, let's see, who, who all helped me there? I know, let's see, Ian helped me, um, uh, Mr. Quackers, 
I think. No, who all helped me? I can't remember. Sorry, guys. I forget. <laughs> but a lot of people helped me in leveling, so that's why I can't remember everyone. But, yeah, it was fun. I got up really fast. Let's see, I was at, like, level 50, I think, on my own because I had barely any time to play. And, and then by the time the night was over, I had him level 70 plus a fully done barb up to 70 and, you know, doing torment two or three. So that was pretty cool. But, yeah, it's about it for me. Still got to do a lot of gear finding. So and then I'll have some better stories. But no close calls or anything yet or anything that special. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, well, you know, Bray should lost a puke doctor thanks to me and oh no what happened well that that was last <laughs> yeah. week uh, back on the saddle he, I'm zigged, doing okay. he zigged when he should have zagged yeah so and then oh. i've lost two months <laughs> well the first one was my fault Sorry. but the second one wasn't yeah but oh yeah that's probably why you were playing softcore right yeah because i was super salty had, for a while yeah yeah had to spray the salt off the you know what yeah exactly Oh, the sand. <laughs> yeah, so well, before we go into our tweeters, let me talk about our sponsor, which is Audible. And we have a new link for you to go to. It is bit.ly slash soulbooks2015. It's a little bit easier, although longer, <laughs> but easier to remember at least. Uh, when you go to bit.ly slash soulbooks2015, you will get a 30-day free trial uh, along with an audiobook of your choosing from over 180,000 selections. You will also get digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal, as well as access to all other member specials. If you do continue your membership past the 30 days, you will get a credit every month, which then you can turn around and get another title from their huge, their huge swath of libraries, whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but go to bit.ly slash soulbooks2015 to get your free audiobook today. So, as per usual, you know, even with our weekly format, um, we got quite a bit of tweeters. So, Brazier, why don't you start oh, us man. off? All oh, sounds good. The first one comes from Karova. It says, at Shatterstone, life starts now. Finally, bump <laughs> my monk to Torment 1. With 10 million toughness and some defensive cubed, I can dare. Yeah, yeah, 10 million toughness is definitely good enough for Torment 1 for exactly. sure. Go right for it, man. So then he follows it up with his own tweet again, saying, Much quicker than I thought. Assume playing hardcore, it would take me ages. Guess the cube really is power creep cubed, as so they say. Yep, power creep cubed. Oh, yeah. I was amazed at how quickly you can jump up in those torments, too. So Karova finishes up that ser series of tweets with uh, completed the first rift on Torment, even without having any legendary gem socketed. Really surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Although, well, yeah. I was going to say, your first rift will always not have a legendary gem. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. So good job, Awesome, Karova. yeah, no, great work. Uh, next is from at Nevik James, that guy. He says, Yep, back. Misspoke in Shatterstone episode 97 when referencing the season 4 Hardcore Crusader leaderboard meant top 1,000, not top 100. Yeah. Is there oh, a difference? Yeah, I was listening back to it and I was like, wait, Greater Rift 35 to get in the top 100? No! 
<laughs> I meant top 1,000. Uh, okay, I was going to say, is there really a difference between 997th place and 97th place? <laughs> Just a little, a little bit. Little? Although nobody nobody's playing Crusaders, so who cares? Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a free board. Anybody can just jump on whenever they want. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah, you know, get, getting into the top 100, you know, all you have to do is just roll out of bed. <laughs> well, it's been kind of tough for Darn, some people. Darn, I really should have played Crusader this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still can. You know, there's plenty yeah. of time. So, switch it over. <laughs> I got strength. There you go. Do it. <laughs> do it now. So next was uh, a tweet from The Own Zone at Shatterstone, and there goes my seasoned hardcore barb and a Torment 8 Rift. Uh, three packs with Frozen, Jailer, and Arcane. Eee. Oh. That's ugly. The the only thing that would be even worse would be one of those packs was also Waller, because holy moly, when when you don't have yeah. permanent uh, Wrath of the Berserker going, Frozen sucks, Jailer sucks. Oh. Everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, like you said, next, rest in pancakes. Exactly. Never <laughs> replies, but rest in pancakes. Yeah. Sad face. So next uh, tweet is from at Gorgonzer. says, at Shatterstone, help! Show download not found. I need my need it in my ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> and at Crover uh, replied, dang it, with a screenshot that said, episode unavailable. This episode is temporarily unavailable from Shatterstone, your Diablo podcast. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, we need a little intervention, and our own Queen of Haiku, Jen, uh, chimed in. Tried it in again in a few minutes. I think it's fixed now. And Gorgonder replied, fix! Be very happy. <laughs> yeah, not sure what happened, but hey, it, it was unavailable. Just in case I lose you guys again yes. to interrupt quick, you're starting to go wacky on me a oh. little bit again, so I don't know if that means I'm going to drop out, but... You both are sound really uh, real body to me, so All just right. warning you. Yeah. Well, you sound fine to yeah, us. Yeah, you do. Okay. A little wacky snacky. Uh, and then the last. All right. Well, hopefully it goes good. <laughs> good. The so next tweet is from at Death Pod. He goes at Shatterstone. Woohoo! Four seventy two hardcore and five sixty five softcore seasonal Paragon later, I can now uninstall. Rest in peace, season four. No, no, Death Pod, no. And oh, why is that? What's now? the screenshot? Oh, uh, yeah, he's has a screenshot where he completed completed the complete season journey where he had attained oh, yeah. the Guardian title. Uh huh. Cool. Which is the last tier in the season journey. Oof. No, no, don't uninstall. Please stay. And then at Cyberwolf replied to him. Grats, no, don't uninstall. <laughs> Come back to Hardcore and play with us. One of us. One of us. Hashtag one of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the, the next tweet is from at Karova, at Shatterstone, at the Westmark Workshop. Kadala is treating me well, and he's sad face. He has a screenshot of oh, yeah. gambling, like three, like almost an entire bag, nothing but yellows in the blue. Yeah, poor Karova. But hey, sounds about right. If you need crafting materials, you know she's actually doing you a favor, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I swear you get it. You either get that, or you get your first one is legendary. There's no in between. Right. <laughs> or you get one that's exactly the same as one you're already using. 
Right. And then uh, Karova follows that up with, absolutely love the email from LeBlue. Couldn't agree more. Hashtag solo play all season. Oh. You know what makes me laugh about that picture, though? I'm looking at it. It's all yellows and it's one blue. And what I loved Kadala says, usually when you get with that first blue, she goes, oh, that makes a nice paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thanks, honey. How about not giving that to me? <laughs> so next at Hometown Hero, 008, our Jesse friend there, goes back on top, boys, at Shatterstone. Although I have to admit, at EN35 gave me the furnace to make that possible. Yeah, yeah and there's a screenshot of Hometown Hero hitting the top of our uh, our clan Clans leaderboard solo yeah, barbarian. for Hardcore Barbarian at tier wow. 50 and 9 minutes and 52 Congrats seconds. nonetheless. 10 seconds. Um, yeah, I'm looking at that he, list though. He didn't tweet this he didn't tweet this at us yet, but uh, he lost that barb just last night. Hmm. He. Uh, oh no. He. Uh, t- he clicked on a flag. He clicked on Reclaw's flag. Didn't ask if it was safe. And uh, when he teleported in, he, um, he lagged a little bit and somehow got gives. That was it. Mm-hmm. So. I. That stinks. Yeah. yeah, but look at all those soul stoners hitting like <sighs> tier 45, 49, sit 50. Yeah, you got a lot of and people up there. And it's all hardcore too, so hey, we got it going on here. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I'm somewhere down there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Scroll down to where it says tier like four. <laughs> <laughs> so the next email, I'm sorry, email, <laughs> it's more of a tweet from uh, Jesse again. It says, oh snap boys, finally got the ancient boulder breaker. Got it from that Greater Rift 50. Excite. Now we can ramp up that damage at Shatterstone. Uh, until last night. Yeah. And then um, Torak replies to that going, Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so next uh, tweet is from EY Edgar. It goes, at Shatterstone, at Nevik James, at the underscore Raja. Nevik. I wasn't going to do a seasonal witch doctor for the first time, but I will now after this episode. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) That's right. right. Come on. Our witch doctor army is growing. (laughs) I'm feeling super sick again. That's good. Then we're doing our job. Super sick. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, then you can join us and go do some puking. Go do some puking. You always feel better when you let it out. Just go let it out. Yeah. And of course, Nevik James replied to that, I do not approve of this. And the Brazier has to reply to that, of course, and say, Pancakes would certainly approve of this very wise decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, next tweet is from Moody834. It says, At Shatterstone, just got power level to level 70. Uh, looks like Hardcore, I'm sorry, Paragon 27 by Xer. First time to 70, first seasonal alt. First tweet to y'all. <laughs> Hashtag Diablo 3. Love it. Yep. Welcome. Nice. Yeah, just la- last night I was, um, yeah, uh, uh, he started playing a hardcore character, actually. And um, he, like, he whispered to me and he was like, he was like, all right, I, I've started this hardcore character just because of you, Nevik. I was like, oh, sweet. My job here is done. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got power leveled a little bit up to think 64 and then he had no gear no 
So I was like, hold on a second, I'll come over there. And I should have hopped on my barb, but I hadn't really set up my barb at that point. So I hopped on my monk, joined his game. It was normal difficulty, and then opened up a portal to the not-a-cow level. Because, you know, mm-hmm. there are so many chests in there, I figured he should at least be able to outfit everything in at least level 61 gear. So I did that, helped mm-hmm. him out. So hopefully, cool. hopefully that crusader doesn't die. So, Antonio, why don't you take over? Sounds good. Next tweet comes from at Karova. He says, at Shattered Stone. Bumped it up to Torment 2. Have the feeling I could get higher, but don't want to be overconfident. That's always a good idea. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, sounds like you're playing in my style. <laughs> uh, next tweet comes from at the underscore own underscore zone. It says, at Shattered Stone, ripped. Two days ago in Torment 8 and already back in business on T6. Silver, what? Silver no- Noanen? <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. Sylvanonian yeah. 2 is. Sylvanonian 2 is following her barb sister's footsteps. Yeah, I got it. See? <laughs> At the own zone says, P.S. Love the most recent podcast. Keep it up. You guys are the best. Aww, thank you. Awesome. At Hogeye underscore CTR says, As Shattered Zone, thanks for making my Sunday morning errand so much more enjoyable. And he got a picture of us on his, looks like his Sirius or satellite radio in his car, probably. Pretty awesome. Yeah, his car cool. stereo, Bluetooth connected. So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, you're welcome, Hoggy A. <laughs> yeah, that's cool seeing it like that. That is. Uh, next week comes from Ad Shano. He says, Well, Ad Shattered Zone. Rest in peace, my season four hardcore demon hunter, Quattro, taken out at level forty-six. Her legacy continues now with Quattro two. <laughs> but I see what he did. Forty-two. There. Yeah, forty-two. Yeah. <laughs> at Crow says at Sharestone, Paragon fifty-eight, still T two, but just got the four-piece uh, Ulianas together with a curve. With a cube, yeah, a cubed, yeah, okay, cubed lion's claw, amazing. At Karova says, but not sure what to do with the exploding palm. Is it applied automatically? Do I also need it on my bar? Confused. So Karova, <laughs> that's a question for Nevik. Yeah, to answer your question, if you do not have exploding palm on your bar, what the two piece will do is apply the unruined exploding palm, so that. Uh, if you look at Exploding Palm without any runes, that's exactly what it will apply. But if you wanted to a- apply a specific Exploding Palm, you do need that on your bar. So, um, for example, most of the monks that are climbing the leaderboards, they're using Impending Doom, which is the uh, Frost Rune, the Cold Rune. So, uh, that one, instead of dealing damage over time when an enemy ex- eyes they explode for like 6350 percent weapon damage so that's why everybody's using that because it deals a whole lot of damage um you'll want to uh swap out your cube uh power for the flow of eternity you absolutely need this if, if you want to get anywhere in the torment levels and then obviously because you have the flow of eternity in, in your cube you will need a lion's claw and a fist of Azterosk as your as your one-handed weapons so and then that's not all that you need because <laughs> you also need oh this thing's way too confusing for me and then you also need the <laughs> gungo gear 
because um, if you don't have that, or if you don't have the uh, headpiece, the um, madstone, you will not apply your exploding palm with each hit of your seven-sided strike. Because what the gung gungdo gear will do is, I don't know why I always trip up on that, but anyways, the exploding palm explosion will apply exploding palm, right? So even on a single target, when you hit your seven-sided strike, you'll detonate your exploding palm, but the exploding palm will hit your target, so it'll also reapply the exploding palm. That way you can keep it going on a single target and uh, without having to use a madstone. So you have to either use a madstone or the gung gung go gungdo gear. Jesus Christ. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, no wonder I don't play a, a monk. <laughs> yeah. So I could never do all that. So you either want those bracers equipped or in your cube, or you want to use spirit guards on, equipped or in your cube because you need the damage reduction to get anywhere into the higher torment levels. You obviously you want to equip your better bracers. So you know whichever bracers have your cold damage and six percent crit. Because don't go with broken promises build. It's you actually get a lot more damage if you can use the convention of elements as your uh, uh, cubed ring because uh, you also need yes you also need something else you need focus and restraint so there you go you know your six piece Uliana set is actually not six pieces because yeah you need that, 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 that. <laughs> it's like 11 12 12 13 pieces something like that yeah wow to, to actually be super effective and get you know climb those greater rifts so crazy well, uh, the next tweet comes from at Wing Wing the Quick. He says, "At Share Stone first Diablo three seventy season four. Woohoo! Now is that saying uh, first ever, first one in the season or his first one? Uh, I don't know that uh, that achievement. I, I let's see. Thank you. Uh, I'm wondering if he's the one. first uh, level mm. seventy. I I don't know if it was his first ever, but. Um, definitely season I was two. wondering if it was his first Demon Hunter or if it was the um, like America's first Oh no 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 Hunter no, no. Okay I didn't know first. what that one was Oh okay Cool cool congratulations At Nerd Wards and 3 RD that is Nerd Wards possible changes to ghost type mobs in Diablo 3 blue post incoming Yay. link to that <laughs> At Diablo net at Sherstone at the West March workshop yeah, from what I okay, I'm sorry. Have... Yeah, I was gonna say from Go what ahead. I'm reading, it's just, it's supposed to reduce the damage and the ability to kind of one shot you from across the uh, the map. Yeah, they're so. reducing the range. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, so that'll be that too much but I was trying to remember what that was. Season four. We have to wait until season four. <laughs> you mean season five? Oh yeah, season five, two point four. That that's where I was okay. getting for. Huh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there you go. Patch 2.4. He also <laughs> he also tweets, got my third whiz to 70 today with a smiley face. Gear swap crisis averted. Hashtag Diablo 3 at Diablo Net at Sherrod Stone at the West March Workshop. Diablo 2 Net, sorry. And he's got a, a picture of that. And if you notice, every single character there is a wizard. <laughs> yeah. He loves the wizard. Guess so. I just I don't I couldn't make 
personally, I love certain classes, but I don't know if I could do the same class a hundred times. It just, eh, I guess you really have to be really like that class. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, monks, yeah. monks are the best class mm -hmm. ever. Oh, which so. doctor? We'll see when you what's your next best class ever. So, <laughs> at LT Lunatic 22, what about those gems? And at Nerd Ward says they are getting there. <laughs> yeah. And that's our regular tweets. Yeah. I I've talked about this on Teamspeak, but um, and I, also I think Raid Call because I've hopped over on the Blizz Pro Raid Call a couple times, but. Uh, if they ever make account uh, gems account level, or make you know make their rank account wide, depending on mode, that would take pretty much the last sting out of hardcore, and it would just be semi softcore, except not being able to die. You cut out on my end. What was that really fast in a shorter? Oh, it's just talking about you know how legendary gems. They're talking um. I'm trying to remember what developer uh, talk that they had months ago where they were talking about possibly doing something with legendary gems to make them account-wide because of all of the oh, okay. duplicates that we have and seasonal rollover right. and everything. So Yeah, that makes sense. But if they did that, you know, that last... The only sting that really hurts in hardcore, other than if you don't actually have backup gear, is losing those gems, especially if they're ranked... I'd be happy with just being able to, um, what you call it, uh, salvage them into something somewhat decent. Mm, possibly, yeah. So, I tossed out there just today, our question of the show was, has Season 4 fatigue set in? If so, why? And if not, what's keeping you engaged? And our first response came to us from GrindEXP, our good friend Dr. J. Dreadsythe. And he said, for me, there is, not of season four, but the seasonal cycle itself. Would like new content, not a constant recycle of old things. I can understand dev time, but a few new items doesn't get people past the first month of a new season. Uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> Seems like it does, because it takes longer than that well, to find it for this, a lot of people. <laughs> this time we also got the cube, and... Readjustment mm, right. of the torment levels or greater rift levels. Seems like we got a lot of content this time. Yeah, and the addition of torment seven through ten, and the ruins of Shushiron. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess I guess that makes. I guess maybe he's still slightly engaged, but then we got a tweet from a, a blast from the past for me at least. Karendos. <laughs> he used to he used to be a uh, one of my. Uh, one of the co-hosts of the Overlords, which I was a member of as well. Love that. And show. he said, "For me, I'm just getting started. It took me three years to get the game." Huh. Well, welcome, <laughs> welcome. welcome. And uh, here's your badge, you know, for Loot Deviants Anonymous. <laughs> you will need. And uh, yep, you'll eventually you'll need it. Our next tweet came to us from Recklaw otherwise known as Walkman8 on Twitter, and he says, Hi, my name is Reclaw, and I'm an altaholic. <laughs> Two hardcore monks, one hardcore eh, blah, 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 and a softcore bard <laughs> monk, blah, 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 and a crusader. Plenty to do. The blah, 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 <laughs> blah must blah. be witch doctors. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. Sorry, did you get a hairball? Wow. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Gorgonzer responded and he says i'm not burnt out yet have three monk styles going seven-sided strike healer and generator have plenty to grind out 
Well, good job on you, Gorgons. Or monks are the best class ever. Skullbash1241 says, No fatigue yet. Going with the blah blah blah. Rolling. And <laughs> I plan on pushing with good. him for a while. I see you smiling, Nevik. LOL. I. <laughs> no, you see, you need to flip your screen around because I'm actually frowning. I'm not smiling. Frowning. Aww. And. Well, if you flipped the screen around, you'd still be smiling. If you flipped it upside down, maybe, but... Oh, right. <laughs> yes, flip it. Yeah, all right. I'm going to flip my desk now. <laughs> so, EY Egger 0111 responded, and he says, First, need to finish Seasonal Journey. Then I'll probably be burnt out. And then this Brasia guy responded, and he says, Not at all. Still going strong. Life distractions keep me from being burnt out. Playing long hours every day. So, there you go. I think we know that guy. <laughs> Screech79 says, Not even close. I'm still trying to max out my barb. I haven't geared my monk or demon hunter yet. I'll never play a puke doc, though. Alright, Screech. What? You just earned brownie points. No way. Get off my Twitter. Someone's... <laughs> Someone's kissing up the Nevik. <laughs> and Lieutenant Lunatic responded and says, No fatigue yet. If you're getting bored, find a group to play with regularly. Try a new class or build and set some different goals. Exactly. Try another witch doctor. That's cool. Oh, you don't <laughs> want to play a blah, blah, blah. Who wants to play a blah, blah, blah? Everybody likes a blah, blah, blah. I do. It's the most fun blah, blah, blah there is. <laughs> <laughs> So before we dive into our emails, I wanted to mention that we are running a Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. You can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated. Thank you. So we did get some emails here. And Lantonio, do you want to take the email from Oz? Sure will. So Oz starts out with, Season 4 started slowly for me as I didn't have a lot to play time at the first couple of weeks. Yeah, me too. I was trying to put together all of the pieces of my Uliana's Monk, but a few things proved to be elusive. Still, with the power of the set, I was able to run Torment 8 in a reasonable amount of time, but had only cleared Greater Rift 25 solo. I had queued about 30 yellow diabos searching for a flow of eternity without a single success. This had two unfortunate side effects. One, I started singing a song in my head to the tune of Dreidel, 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 Paddle, 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 I made, I made you out of Yadel of Crystals. <laughs> Yield Crystals. <laughs> and Arcane Dust Reusable Parts. I'm not a very good songwriter. Don't worry, I'm not a very good singer. <laughs> I considered too. I considered creating and recreating games for one reason only to get the kill Zoltan cool quest from Act Two. Fortunately, this weekend I found out and I found an ancient Leon's claw and Ramalani's while grouping with Cyberwolf and Bullvine. During the solo bounty run, I got my first ever Fist of Azeroth as to what? Asteros. And it was ancient. Asterosk, Okay, and it was ancient as well. Oh. Plus, I was finally able to score and. Score that floor of eternity from the cube. All of this boosted my damage significantly, and we ran some low, f ran some low 50 greater rifts with Cyberwolf support monk and Bullvine's hammer of the ancients barbarian. We topped out at 
53 and finished in around 7 minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. Later I soloed a 40 in about 5 minutes, so I should easily be able to do a 45 soon. Now all I have to do is upgrade all 6 Ilianus pieces to Ancient with the same single resist. No problem. See you in Sanctuary, Oz. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty easy. You know, just get all those six Ileana pieces up to Ancient and have them all roll with the same secondary resist. Yeah, I'd be happy to get any of my set pieces, period, let alone get all Ancient ones. <laughs> yeah. So, that, that's good. I'm gl- I, I'm so, so tickled that we have, you know, monks playing. Lots and lots of monks. So, our next email came to us from Funktropis. So, Brasia, here you go. Oh, my pleasure. Ole, Diretas, Serenellus. <laughs> That's basically um, my poor attempt at saying Soulstone Shattered Hello. <laughs> he spelled it backwards <laughs> for us. So he goes, not going to write the entire email backwards. Thank you very much, Functropus. Because that would be too hard. I appreciate it. <laughs> One, Fantagram is an awesome band. So I will definitely have to check it out. Big Graham. Yay. Two, I miss playing Diablo. Sad face. Oh. Sorry, two. Um, so much so that I can't even be inspired for my usual tongue twisting. Oh wait, here it comes. Rub-a-dub-dub. Three tunes in a tub. The monk to crusader. The witch doctor shaker. They all sailed out to sea. Until the freaking witch doctor filled the tub with toads and the crusader and monk were like, this sucks. They jumped overboard. Armor isn't buoyant, so they drowned. The end. I don't like this story. <laughs> I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> that was great. The Professor Funktropus. P.S. Nevik, I heard you talk about the freaking rat dude with the freaking rat piles. Tell me about it. <laughs> Yeah, those <laughs> rats. Fuck Trophies, you rock, man. That's awesome. Yeah, rub-a-dub-dub. Yep. Frogs in a tub. <laughs> 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 so you can send your own email to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com, and it could just be, you know, your written word telling us what you've been up to, which, what amazing gear you've had, or what con- conquests you've conquered, or even how high you've gotten in the Greater Rifts. Or you could, you know, record it and send it in as an audio file to the email address that I already mentioned. So we did have a bit of BlizzCon, or BlizzCon, Blue News, you know, from Blizzard. And uh, the biggest thing was that there was a minor patch. So patch 2.30A. And it also included a few hot fixes to go along with it. And... They fixed the Hellfire exploit. Yay! Yay. <laughs> they also fixed a couple of other things that were slight oddities. One, the Haunt of Oxo can now be cubed. Don't know why that wasn't able to be cubed before, but now it is. Hmm. And there were a few other things. I think there were some crafting changes in the hotfix. I forget exactly what it was. But, you know, very minor stuff. Mm-hmm. But hot on the heels of the Hellfire amulet exploit being fixed... There was also account action. Accounts were actioned against. People got banned, folks. Some temporary, some permanent, based on severity and abuse of the exploit or um, uh, 
publicizing it, you know, like how to do it. And uh, I guess now that it's not a thing that you can do anymore, the way that it was done, pretty much it was a softcore thing because uh, you would have to break the Hellfire amulet. And that's pretty easy in softcore because you just keep dying. And, mm -hmm. and eventually you'll break it. And then you would unequip it and then equip a new one with a different passive and re rinse and repeat. And that's how you'd get all the passives that you had Hellfire amulets for. So it was an involved process. It was something that was definitely not something that would be accidentally abused. So if you were yeah. caught abusing it, which there were accounts that were definitely caught, some people were actually live on stream and got their accounts, their account license revoked. Good. Yep. A certain person who's also known for botting. <laughs> got his account banned Good. so uh yeah i'm super happy about this yeah mm -hmm. me too and uh the other that's to all the cheaters really cool thing is uh we now know exactly what we're getting if you bought the uh the virtual ticket or if you're going to blizzcon itself all the virtual goodies have now been announced and uh yeah i'll have screenshots for us diablo folks we get a blizzcon specific pennant so it'll say blizzcon 2015 on it you know and there's a Murloc ban uh, portrait, uh, portrait banner thing. Um, you know the portrait. And uh, what is it? The Mergoblin treasure goblin thing. Treasure Mergoblin pet. <laughs> so that's cool. And then uh, yeah, and then of course there's other things for all the other games. I'm actually I actually kind of like the uh, the Heroes of the Storm. Um, battle beast that, that we're getting oh I'm sorry folks I have to tangent a little bit because they um, I know this isn't a heroes podcast but I, I just I, I have to I have to rave about some of the awesome stuff that's coming to heroes uh, they're adding uh, to, it's lieutenant Morales I believe is the name of the medic that's coming mm -hmm. um, she has a uh, skin color uh, or you know color variation of I think it's her master skin that makes her look look like Samus Aran, you know, same coloring. And then Artanis, uh, who is a Protoss, he I think his is it Purifier Pro. Artanis has a he has two color variations that are uh, nods to Evangelion or Evangeline as I call it, uh, Eva zero one and Eva zero two. So that's awesome. I'm I'm so happy about that. So. Um, I might have to actually buy that bundle. Plus, there's, oh my God, Brazia. Yeah. Uh, Falstead, he he gets uh, he he's gonna be riding a parrot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and he and he's like pirate Falstead. Oh my goodness, it's so awesome. So many cool That's things. That's ridiculous. Oh wait. Oh, okay. Anyways, back to Diablo. So, um, in non-Blizzard, but community stuff that I would like to highlight, uh, we have a how to Archon because it is actually um, quite involved. You, you know how I was mentioning there's like 12 or 13 items that you really need to be an effective Uliana's monk? Pretty much kind of the same thing for the Archon Wizard. You absolutely have to have Shantotos plus a, like the Swarmy plus, I forget exactly what, what else you need, but there's a bunch of stuff that you need for that. Then hot on the heels of, you know, all of the support monks out there, uh, Manor Cookie put together a support barb guide and what the support barb does is essentially allows his uh, group to move faster. 
uh, with forced march and uh, he uses a uh, spear the harpoon ability to pull monsters in and uh, what is it ignore pain mob roll to uh, you know reduce incoming damage plus all kinds of stuff so you can check out that video if you want to play a support barb and this ties into the very next thing just today monstrous uh, you may be familiar with him in the community he puts together a lot of infographics and stuff well today he put together a leaderboard class representation uh, pie graph and um, although this is kind of a visual thing we, we can sort of describe what everything you know like kind of give the not the cliff notes but you, you know what I'm talking about so we've seen a definite shift in the meta <laughs> in uh, terms of Diablo um, you know, in Season 1, four-player leaderboards were, you know, like the top 100 in of those groups. You know, it was pretty much 50% Demon Hunters, because you'd have two Demon Hunters in pretty much every group, plus a Crusader and a Witch Doctor, right? right. And it was very similar in Season 2. Season 3, we started to see Wizards start to edge out some of the Demon Hunters. And then Season 4, a funny thing happened. The, the pie graph turned all red and yellow, essentially. Which means um, pretty much all of the top four player groups on the leaderboards are two barbarians, two monks. Hmm. And there's only like tiny little slivers for like Witch Doctor. I don't even think Demon Hunters are even in the top 100 in terms of representation. So, and it's kind of like you look at season four and it's pretty much all red and yellow. Yeah, that's a big difference. Crazy. Yeah. It's amazing what happened when um, Monsters followed, followed this tweet up with... Uh, it's, it's amazing to see how a few changes can affect the meta so drastically. And, mm -hmm. you know, with, with the removal of permanent CC, you know, Witch Doctors lost their, you know, their, their pretty much gimme in terms of, you know, being one of the more important mm -hmm. classes to be in a multiplayer group, so... Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But then you look at the solo leaderboards, and barbs are just taking over the world. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. There are so many barbs this season. It's crazy. And uh, he pulled this um, from... What is it? Uh, oh, my goodness. Where did he pull this information from? Darn it. I can't remember. Diablo... Diablo Progress. There we go. That's where he pulled it from. So, if you're curious, uh, I will include a link to his tweet, and I will. He, I had him send me the full high res resolution version of the image, so we will toss it up also in the show notes. That way, you can actually see the information, like the actual text on it. It's interesting. I mean, just how? I mean, how do you guys feel about the complete shift in the meta with season four? Hmm. Well, I mean, you think everyone's going to go for what's more powerful at the time, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, in the at least season three, it looked like it was more spread out between you know three yeah. between four classes or five classes in some cases. A lot more diverse. But yeah, looks to me like we need to do some more uh, class uh, balancing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, to me, this is a complete difference, which is just kind of like, okay, everybody else, you know, drop off, and here we need, if you want to really push the end, your two classes, your choice, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. That really needs to be rebalanced in some way. 
I mean, it'll switch around. Definitely shows me that people are really big followers and what's ever tough at the time, that's what they like to play more than what they enjoy, mm -hmm. even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not not to get all hipster on you guys, but, you know, I was, uh... I played the monk before the monk was popular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm sorry, it's right here at the bottom. He did not pull it from Diablo Progress. He pulled it from DiabloRank.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I... I fail at reading, and uh, I don't know what this is, so I'm assuming... Bridget, this is one that I added. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a link that I added here. It's a really cool concept for Hearthstone, but it's a Diablo version uh, from uh, Dexter371 on, on DeviantArt.com. I thought it was really cool because I've always wanted to see like a version like this, but it's, of course it's just his concept making like a Diablo-based Hearthstone. So if, if you were in the link that's on there, it, it's like a, more of like an evil background with uh, like Diablo and Malthael as your heroes and like his idea of what it could kind of look like if they put uh, made Diablo a version of Diablo's Hearthstone. And, but instead of calling it, you know, Hearthstone, they call it Soulstone. Mm -hmm. And then Heroes of Pandemonium. Or, you know, it could be Heroes of Sanctuary, mm -hmm. something like that. But more darker and evil, you know, because... The world's more dark, you know, stuff like that than than Warcraft. So at least I assume I've never played Warcraft, but yeah, I don't know. It just it was just a really cool picture and something I found when I was, you know, doing some internet searching. So I put it on here because it's Diablo related. Yeah, I think we may have highlighted this because uh, not exactly when he tossed this up here, but this sounded familiar, but mm -hmm. it looks a little more high detail than I remember. So maybe it was slightly different. Yeah, I don't. I didn't remember us ever bringing it up, so I just saw it and I thought it would be cool to add. Yeah, well, it's definitely very cool. So, yeah. although you know, Hearthstone's like the worst game ever. So why? Yeah, you know what? I didn't jump on your hero's crap, so don't tell. <laughs> hey, you know what? Heroes is actually cool. Did did you actually yeah, so watch? Did you watch the tournament this weekend? Holy moly! Nope. Those games between Cloud I really wouldn't know what I was watching, but I'm sure it was awesome. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Brazier, did you catch any of it? I certainly did not. Oh, I'm a little busy. I'm alone here. <laughs> I'm all alone! Yep. I'm sorry, it's this so is uh, not one of the um, Heroes yeah. podcasts. Yeah, well, sorry I was that. busy watching the Heroes of Might and Magic tournament. Yeah, you see, the, the, <laughs> the 49ers were, were not doing so great against the Steelers. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, this game is really ugly. I need something to yep. <laughs> I don't know if you're like trying to sleep or you're trying to choke on a horse. I can't tell. <laughs> but either way, it's on, definitely it comes interrupting to, comes to football. Talk. Choking on a horse sounds more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, there there is uh there is a niche for that on those sites. So <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> oh, oh. Right. oh well, yeah. Since since we're kind of like <laughs> tangenting into other games and entertainment, we might as well just go full bore into it. So, um, mm -hmm. Antonio, other than this Soulstone stuff, what? Ha have well, you been obviously, watching? I've been playing some Hearthstone when I have the chance. Not a lot. Because I've been playing more Diablo when I have the chance than Hearthstone, but you got the Hearthstone phone, so that's cool. Um, I actually I did do a Tetris tournament last week. That was pretty fun. I got uh, third place 
Yeah, I was hoping to get first and beat the guy. Did but you say Tetris? What's that? Yeah, I do Tetris, local Tetris tournaments. Wow. Yeah, I t I've told everyone I play, but no one's. I don't know if anyone just thought I was full of it or what. But yeah, um, first place was gonna win like a PS4 or an Xbox One or something like that. So I tried, but didn't quite get it. There was one guy in there that was just insane. So, oh, but I got third out of a hundred and twenty people. Yeah, I think not it was. Bad at all. So it's yeah, not too shabby. Did you get uh, anything <laughs> out of it? Yeah, we got like um, this big old booklet of like free stuff, basically for uh, uh, coupons for some uh, electrical electronics equipment and stuff, and then like a big old thing of like free McDonald's and Culver's, and then a hundred dollar gift card to Best Buy. Oh, nice. So I mean, it's something, you know. Yeah, it's definitely something. It was like a local tournament. It wasn't anything huge. So I mean, some of the people that were playing, I, I'm pretty sure had no idea what Tetris even was. They just said, <laughs> I'm here, I'll play. <laughs> I love Tetris. Tetris is, you know, one of those games that never ages. It's always good. Well, I liked it because it was like a marathon battle instead of a, like, battle mode. Oh, yeah, battle mode's uh, not Because to me, battle mode sucks, but <clears throat> it was a, a marathon mode where you start in, um, what's it, what's it, uh, What's the mode? Um, radical. That's what they called it. Yeah, you start in radical mode, so it's it's pretty fun. But you take, like I said, you watch some people that can't even last radical mode for five seconds. Kind of think, why are you even trying? <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it was fun. But yeah, it's one thing I did. Uh, you know, got some more movies in. Just basically streaming some movies. You know, not really anything too crazy or anything that anybody really knows about. I watched a movie called uh, Selfless. That was pretty cool. Um, it was about a, a guy who like takes a younger guy's body. and That was pretty good one I'd recommend. Um, Game-wise, other than that, let's see. Um, had the, I had uh, my buddies over for a cookout this weekend. We did a Hearthstone. Or not a Hearthstone. A Heroes of Might and Magic game. That was pretty fun. Uh, like I said, once again, $10 game. Anyone's ever interested in checking it out, it's flipping awesome. So, yeah, I guess that's about it for me. All cool. right. Ambrosia? Um, oh, kind of a couple of things. First, uh, P-Dog, he had his first cross-country meet with his team. It was, it was fun. Um, watched them all run. You know, they played against a team that uh, they hadn't beat in a few years. And they beat him handily this year. It was kind of like their team had one kid that was super fast. And then Peter's team had like took second, third, fourth, fifth. It was just kind of like they came in right after it, and just as a team, they were much better than the others. And uh, the coach was like real excited because he's like, "Oh, hey, you know, at least now they think they can win the inner city title for the first time in like 12 years. It's really cool. So yeah, it's exciting. And there's like a ridiculous amount of kids. There's like 29 kids running, and like 20 of them are the guys, about 10 the girls. Um, team and uh, they look good. It was, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, I'm glad he's doing that. Uh, fortunately, his knees are still bothering him. He's still growing. So, <laughs> but as a mm -hmm. result of that, he has trouble running around right now. But it's getting better. He he uh, ran a race today, um, kind of a practice time trial, and shaved five minutes off his time because his legs are feeling better finally. So yeah, so that was fun. And then. Um, I found a way to finally enjoy a hand egg again. <laughs> you mean hand lemon? Yeah, right? hand lemon. 
Um, <laughs> because it's not an egg-shaped No, I've, I've not been enjoying watching football, mainly because of the NFL itself, for a while. And so I was just kind of like, just off a whim, just kept hearing ads and stuff for you know, different fantasy leagues. I'm like, you know, you, I, you mean like every other commercial? Right, no kidding. Is, and I'm like, I'm sitting. My, commercial for draft. I've been thinking to myself. I'm like, you know, why not? It, it could be fun to, to to try it. And so I did. I joined DraftKings and just threw into like a cheap league. No, not doing spending much money at all. But and I was like, you know what? I was having fun going. Oh wow, you know that guy playing and oh hey that guy caught a touchdown and who that one cut. I'm like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> You know, so yeah, yeah, I'm back into it. But I picked Drew Brees, and yeah, everybody who picked Drew Brees really got shot in the arm. I mean, come on, you're playing <laughs> against like the worst defensive team. I gave up 42 team points the week before, and you're playing at home, and you can't even throw more than two touch, like one touchdown. Seriously, yeah, you know, hanging up. Um, <laughs> so fantasy team, you're dead to me, man. <laughs> no, um, it was just fun. It was just like something I had not tried. Uh, I, I think I played a draft league when I was back in college for like two years and hadn't done it since then. So mm-hmm. it was just fun. It was, that was, it was something different. Yeah, every year I keep telling myself, I, I keep thinking, you know, I should get back into fantasy football. But uh, I, I don't know. It's just with Thursday night games, you know, if you're actually playing like a real league and not this uh, weekly DraftKings thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, you, oh, God. It's it's, it's hard rough. to stay on top of, so mm-hmm. I just you know I decided you know I I'm not as on top of stats and stuff, so I figured you know I'll just enjoy the game for the game. Exactly. So. I'm like okay, come on, hey, do what you do. <laughs> what makes you happy? That's for sure. So um, yeah. before you know, uh, Lantonio completely falls asleep. Uh, the other thing we need to talk about: Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think this was the worst episode of the season. Oh, really? I mean, I, yeah, I felt like, you know, they're they're setting everything up, and I, I get that, but it, it's like it felt like nothing ever really happened. I mean, stuff happened, but not really. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's just like, what what was it, Madison? Right? Yeah. Um, she goes off, and I'm like, where where's your I, it's like I know that the, the you know the military says that they've cleared a six mile radius around the camp, but still, you know, you go out there with no weapon. <laughs> it's like, what the heck are you doing? Right. I mean, just a lot of questionable thoughts. Like at this point, you know, clearly you're nine or ten days into it. You know, crap's happening all over the place. It's not a surprise anymore, and it it right. just seems like people just don't don't quite get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. I think we're still we're seeing more and more of what's going on. Uh, I think the military being there is not exactly what it seems like. It, it almost should I start that? watching yes, this show? Or no? It's a good show. Yeah, definitely. I didn't. I just I fell back on Walking Dead, and I didn't haven't heard much about this through like oh, okay. anybody I know. Yeah, no, it's actually so been pretty fun. It, it's good. I like it. I think this was definitely a setup episode. You're right. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things that happen. We, mm-hmm. you know, um, towards the end stuff, we find out people being pulled out of the home. I think it's quite clear anybody who's sick or about to be sick or dead, yep. they're trying to clean them out, clear them out. They just want to get rid of them. Yeah, I'm, They keep saying, oh, we're bringing them someplace to get them better care and stuff like that. I don't think so. I think they're just taking them somewhere oh, no. to get, kill them and dump them off. 
yeah. so they don't become a walker themselves. They don't know enough to know exactly what's happening. They don't know if it's just a disease or if it's, you know, uh, what's going on. It's not like Rick's group and The Walking Dead where they, they realize, okay, everybody has this thing. And so there's no cure for it. It just happens. You know, when you die, you become a, a zombie. That's all. These people don't know that at all. They still think there's probably a way to fight it in the best way. Like, they treat it like a lot of mass diseases or something. They probably, you know, they kill off the dead and burn them. So mm -hmm. to prevent yeah. the spread of the disease. That's kind of what they're treating it as. But I think what we're going to find out, like, uh, there was a download on a story sync talking about how um, one of the, the head military guy was saying, oh, you guys are lucky. You know, we have the safe zone and there are 12 of them. Well, they showed a map of the 12 of them. This one is one of the smaller ones, like right in the middle. And there's some bigger ones on the outskirts. I think that they're setting up as like a camp in these sections as a push to do something for military action. I don't think at all they're there to protect these people. I think right, these people right. just happen to be lucky enough to be alive in the zone that de that they want to. I mean, it's it, there was a lot of subtle... You know, you had to pay attention to the environment in this episode to really understand what was going on. I mean, mm -hmm. part of it was like when you Madison went out, you, she's walking the street and seeing, okay, you know, for the first time, wow, lots and lots of people are missing or dead. And then she goes on to this residential side street and you see people with signs on their home on the side going, you know, not leaving, um, staying, those kind of things. Kind of like to tell the military, no, we're not, we're not getting ev evicted from our houses or evacuated from our houses. We want to stay. And it, it's clear that not everybody who was shot was a zombie. Yeah. A yeah. lot of, there was obviously a lot of people either carrying their own gun, trying to protect themselves, and the military just said, hey, if you're not going to come with us, you're dead. Boom. Or may, maybe not even that. You know, just clean. You know, I think they were actually cleaner groups. You know, just mm -hmm. shoot anything that moves. Yes. And that's kind of, that's a lot what that group looked like when she was hiding from, which was a good idea if she did. Yeah. And, um,. You know, I think we, did, we finally did, got... At, at that moment, at that moment, were you like, why didn't you grab the gun? Oh, no, no. Uh, well, yeah, actually, to grab the gun, but I think the problem was was she wasn't expecting somebody to come down, and the military did, and so she... Yeah, well, hopefully hopefully she grabbed it after the Yeah, I hope so, too. And took it back with her. I hope so, too. And that... Um, and I think the other thing was it's very obvious they're looking for specific people to help them with survival in the situation. Mm -hmm. So, like, you look at Eliza, who's training to be a nurse. The doctor knew she wasn't a nurse, but knew that she did enough good in there to help save people that her skills were going to be really valuable. So mm -hmm. now you look at it, and, I mean, in this situation, you're looking at people and what they used to do and what their skills are now. And so people who are, like, nurses, military, those kind of things seem to be in a survival apocalypse situation those skills are important you know skills like being a plumber or electrician those would be important to keep things running but things where okay you used to make a good salary being a teacher or a guidance counselor or um you know barber something those are not as valuable in a in a survival setting like mm -hmm. when you're no longer worrying about survival those things become important again you know it's like it's maslow's hierarchy of needs you know, if you can't survive on the basic needs, then you can't start enjoying other things and start having a society that enjoys other things. 
if the only thing you're worrying about was whether you and your family is going to stay alive, you can't worry about whether that person's going to get an education. You know, so it, it just kind of like you start to see that difference in there. And I think that um, we're going to find the next episode a really big change in, in what the military, they're pushing now. They're, they, they have this, um, they've been tweeting on Fear the Walking Dead Twitter, um, hashtag uh, what is Cobalt. I think it's an operation they're going to plan on doing. I, we're going to find, there's a reason why Rick, when he left the hospital, he saw like the military kind of fell apart. They obviously couldn't mm-hmm. hold it together. So whatever choice they made, um, Nash, like across the country to try to fight this didn't work but we don't know what it is or why and I think we're going to start right. seeing that and I think the cliffhanger for the end of the season is something happens to Los Angeles as a result of this and forces them out of the city and it may it could be that cliffhanger of I don't know it could be that they drop bombs or something on the city to wipe it out we know it didn't happen in Atlanta it doesn't mean it wouldn't happen in Los Angeles um, or mm-hmm. it could be something else. Maybe they're trying to light the city on fire, literally, to burn everything out. You know, so yeah. we'll find out. Is this show based off of the original Walking Dead at all, or is it its own series completely? It's What's been, up with it that? It is written by um, uh, Robert the, Kirkman. The guy. Yes. Yep. And uh, it is it is tied directly into the Walking Dead. It's just um, you know they they won't overlap. At least we. That's that's the intention at this point. Like, this is uh, t- going back to the when everything fell apart. Yeah, it's kind of like a um, prequel. Yeah, yeah sort, of. sort of. It's happening about the time, like a, a few weeks before, and The Walking Dead when Rick wakes up from the hospital. So like that time period, you know, like in the original story, right. he gets okay. shot, and then it's who knows later, like a month, month and a half later, he wakes up from the hospital, and that's when he finds the world has fallen apart. So. The events in Los Angeles take place about the time he first got shot because one of the episodes early on, you could hear a report of a police officer in, um, uh, it was like the first episode in Atlanta being shot and during a, a cop chase. So it's just a reference right. to Right, okay. And so this is kind of happening in parallel time. So it's not obviously not caught up. It's like caught up at the very beginning of the original show. Yeah. Yeah, and I get it. Yeah. They've kind of made it clear that it's the same universe, the same ideas, but these people are dealing in a it's different viewpoint. Yeah, and they're dealing it all completely in an urban setting rather than in the countryside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I like it. I still I'm still kind of hooked on it. I think. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, even though I thought this was like the worst episode of the season, it was still a good episode. Mm-hmm. Just. But I think after... I'll have to catch up. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's worth it. It's only four episodes in. I mean, uh, there's only six for the season, so it's not a lot to catch up on. But I think um, it was kind of obvious, like, towards the end, uh, maybe Travis is starting to somewhat realize that his whole idea of, you know, of the government and um, the military and social institutions as they used to be um, him having such faith in that may be in question. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when he sits on top of the house at the very end and sees the gunfight go on in the house that, that had been his son was saying they were flashing. Like all of a sudden he's like, wow, okay, wait a minute. Maybe somebody was alive trying to be there. Why would they shoot this person up instead of help them bring him to where they are? 
Right. You know, and people are going missing, and the military guy just really doesn't care. And yeah. it's quite obvious. He, he sees them as a drain of resources, so... Exactly. And it's like, but these are people, these are friends. What's going on? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so how about you? You got something on here. Google. Yeah, um, well, I started off, what was it, my Friday or Saturday night? Um, yeah, I think it... Was it Friday No, Saturday night. Uh, I watched a movie, um, Unfriended, and... I, I don't know why I felt like watching this movie, but I you know mm-hmm. it seemed like an interesting concept, so I want I wanted to watch it, yeah. and it was not good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mandy and I started that one. Yeah, the entire movie is from the perspective of watching a Skype call on somebody's monitor, and yeah, yeah I mean it was throughout the entire movie. I was like, where? Like, are these are these high school kids? Where the hell are their parents? It's like a Monday night. <laughs> you know, it's like, where the hell are their parents? What do you think was worse, though, that or VHS? <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, all right. And so after that, I, I wanted to watch a real horror movie, right? <laughs> not not some fake horror movie. So um, somebody had mentioned VHS Viral. And and I was like, well, okay, you know, I liked VHS too, so I decided to watch VHS Viral. Uh, for for those of you who don't know what VHS is, it's essentially kind of like found footage kind of concept where there's a bunch of VHS tapes and they're they're like it's like a collection of short stories, right? Horror stories. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Tales from the Crypt, except uh, you know, evolved a little bit to slightly. Well, I guess the 1990s or early 2000s. No, yeah, 1990s, right? When we still used VHS. Yeah. But either way, yeah, VHS viral, not very good. <laughs> there, I mean, there was. I think the best part of it is when you had to read the subtitles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that short story was kind of interesting, but that was that was different yeah and <laughs> i figured that one out right away that was like what i had a feeling something like that was gonna happen that was different yeah and then i went back to just, that was the movie that me and my old man were able to watch together and get a kick out of yeah <laughs> yeah and then i watched uh the original vhs and wow there was way more nudity in that one Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, in VHS 2 there was uh, I think the first story had some nudity but that was pretty much it but in the first VHS holy crap it's like all over the place almost but um, yeah that that one was pretty entertaining I, I liked some of the stories in that although I still think VHS 2 tops it off in terms of like the most messed up storylines that they that they have <laughs> so, so very much it, if you're looking for some really messed up horror movies, um, VHS probably won't suit you wrong. It's, I mean, it's very B movie ish kind of sorta because I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part, it's like that's pretty generous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like recorded from people's handheld cameras or hidden cameras, and mm-hmm. oh my, what was was it in the first VHS? Like the first short story in VHS. Oh my goodness. Wow. But yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I mean, NFL, my Niners stunk it up. I did watch the America's Tournament Cup, whatever, the Heroes of the of the Storm tournament. Uh, that was the yeah. BlizzCon qualifier for the Amer- for two teams from the North American 
and well Americas I guess I should say because there were teams uh-huh. or actually you know what there was one team from Brazil that wasn't able to make it because they couldn't get their visas approved oh so they they substitute a different team that uh, that could get their visas approved but it came down to cloud nine and tempo storm as pretty much everybody predicted and cloud nine won it they went for a full five games and oh my goodness it was so crazy there were so many amazing moments in that tournament so yeah if you're not watching heroes of the storm tournaments you're missing out i guess maybe Mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun and uh you know there's been adequate you know diablo representation pretty much every game you have skeleton king and johanna so so you know and i think there was one game the very first game between cloud nine and tempo storm in the finals uh zuna picked the butcher and then proceeded to die over and over and over because the butcher is extremely <laughs> squishy but... yeah yeah it was oh it was so much fun but mm-hmm. uh that's pretty much all i got so unless awesome yeah unless brisha lantoni you have anything else to add i'm gonna close out the show I think, oh, it's, I think that's it's it. Good. It's about bedtime, so. Yeah. <laughs> so you have been listening to episode 98 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at ShatteredSoulstone.com. If you want to join us in game, join our in-game community, aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in game. This show is powered by you, the listener, so send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We'd love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredStone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, I'm going to be bailing out all those stupid toads out of the tub. (laughs) More toads. More toads. This is Jen, and you are listening to Jen's Lore Corner. This is number four, and today I'm going to be talking about Andariel. Andariel is one of the four lesser evils. She's the only female lesser evil, and there are no female greater evils, so she's kind of unique in that sense. She's been uh, described as having a quote twin, but she's not really a twin to another demon. Instead, uh, the reason they're called twins is because she and her, quote, twin, Duriel, sort of work together. Not really working together, but what they do is complementary to the others. And I'll get into Duriel in another episode of this. Um, So, Andariel, she is the Maiden of Anguish, and that's her title, and that's what she does. She enjoys inflicting emotional pain upon people, 
And uh, this is something she needs to do in order to thrive. She literally can't survive without, you know, thriving off the emotional suffering of others. She uh, kind of gets a high off of it. It's sort of feeding her like food in a way. Um, so that's that's who she is. If Andariel was in the real world instead of in Sanctuary somewhere, um, she would probably be using Facebook to catfish people and, you know, make someone fall in love with her and then say, oh, I've got cancer, I'm dying, you know, that kind of thing. Um, she'd be the person on Twitter sending people threats of, uh, you know, death threats and rape threats and intending to... It, Threats saying they're going, I'm going to cause harm to your family, you know, these kinds of things. Um, and it's not about, you know, making people afraid. It's not about, uh, you know, making people nervous or worried or, you know, make them lack confidence or that kind of thing. The goal for Andariel is specifically to mess with people's minds and to mess with their emotional state as well. That's what's fun for her. Each of the lesser demons gets their own personal section of the Burning Hell, so Andariel does have her own portion of it. Uh, not a lot is known about it. There's just not a lot of details there, and so you can imagine it however you want, and you might be correct. You know, it's hard to kind of visualize a realm that's designed to cause people to feel sadness and despair and regret and guilt and all of these, you know, really negative emotions. I mean, what would that look like? Whatever you think that is, I'm going to assume that's probably what the what the place looks like. There aren't really any detailed descriptions. Um, it is a realm where psychological assault happens intentionally, and sometimes that conclude, in, can include physical means, but in general, what she wants, what Andariel wants, is to make people hate themselves. She wants to make, to take a person who, you know, is a relatively happy person, and destroy their sense of self and their emotions and their psychological state of being to the point where they hate themselves and think that they're horrible and not worth anything and all of this kind of stuff this this is what she does and you know it may sound less um maybe threatening than some of the other demons that want to like cause physical harm to you but in its own way, I think Andariel's just as dangerous because, you know, what she does can destroy people the same way as if she were to physically destroy them. You know, it does screw up people. She is described in the Book of Cain, and uh, it describes her as, quote, being in a constant state of ecstasy, experiencing unthinkable pleasures because of the suffering of others, the emotional suffering of others. This is her thing. Um, so she regularly, se regularly seeks out situations that involve conflict and tragedy, and she searches for people who are currently in a state of despair because that's, you know, a good starting point for her to go with. So once she finds someone that's, you know, kind of not doing so well and uh, finds a suitable situation, she'll move in and attempt to manipulate not only this person, but the people around them to, you know, cause this person emotional harm. Um, so the more you think about it, she's pretty darn horrible. So I can see how she's, uh, you know, raised to the, to the level of lesser demon, which is more, uh, I guess, powerful than things that are not yet a lesser demon. Um, so that's what she does. She will dig into a person's past to find out what they feel guilty about and just emphasize that and keep going and keep going. And the more emotional anguish she can, you know, cause a person to feel, the happier she becomes. She delights in causing people to hate themselves. Uh, the reason she's doing all of this is she believes in the, quote, purity of anguish, whatever that's supposed to mean. That's, that's her thing. 
She does not appear in Diablo 3 specifically, but she's referenced a couple of times. Um, there is a journal read by Deckard Kane that you can find somewhere out there in the world. And it's, I think I've seen it mostly in Act 2, but the journals are somewhat randomized, so you may find it in other places as well. Uh, so the journal I'm talking about is called Andariel the Maiden of Anguish, and it's read to you by Deckard Kane. I'm not going to imitate his voice here, but I am going to uh, read off very quickly what that journal says. Andariel was the only female evil. She aided the lesser evils for many years, but eventually she lost faith in their plots. Two decades ago, she chose to help Diablo during his resurgence and seize the Citadel of the Sightless Eye. Ultimately, she perished at the hands of brave heroes. So that's what it says. And this uh, journal is referencing an event called the Dark Exile. It was sort of a civil war taking place in the Burning Hells. Uh, you know, demons don't really get along well with each other, and they're always seeking more power. So there was uh, an attempt to sort of, uh, with the lesser evils, to try to take over uh, the greater evils and um, gain more power, gain more minions, uh, gain more physical land area in there you know this kind of thing happens from time to time so the one that uh is referenced here is called the dark exile and basically what happened the lesser evils which were led by asmodon and belial who are also lesser evils uh they took over the burning hells they banished the prime evils diablo bale and mephisto to sanctuary and they got you know the prime evils were dropped there essentially in a very weakened state and uh from there you know the uh, lesser evils sort of with each other over what parts of hell they were going to uh, control or something like that. So um, the interesting thing here is previous to the Dark Exile, Andario and Diablo were considered to be close confidants. If you think about it, it kind of makes sense. You know, you've got Andario who wants to mess with your head and emotional state of being and make you feel like you are worthless. And then you have Diablo, the Lord of Terror, who wants to mess with your head and make you feel terrified. So they kind of fit in a weird way, but not directly, you know? Um, so the two got along to some degree, but despite their friendship, Andariel turned on Diablo during the Dark Exile. The Book of Cain, if you look her up in the Book of Cain, um, notes that Andariel reveled in Diablo's misery after he was defeated, and that the result of how he felt during that time was something she could pick up on and she was she's described as being in a state of unmatched bliss throughout the whole time that diablo was you know defeated and stuck on sanctuary and everything from there on um so you know some friend she is right you know she's more interested in making even her friends feel horrible that'll work for her you know than uh than helping even though she you know later uh she did kind of try to help um Diablo again by trying to slow down or defeat the heroes that were on their way to attack Diablo now that he was on Sanctuary. Uh, this doesn't take place in Diablo 3, obviously, but this is kind of part of her history and her lore. The other thing you can find that sort of references Andariel in Diablo 3 is during uh, Act... I think it's Act 4. Yeah, Act 4. And uh, your character is running through the desecrated high heavens and is trying to uh, stop Diablo. That's where you're going. And along the way, you run into different little, it looks like ghosts of characters that have died or that you have killed in the past uh, as you got to this point in the game. This is, of course, if you're playing through story mode. And um, there's one, you run into what looks like the ghost of Magda, who you've killed off at this point. And uh, she talks to the player character. And while well, Tyriel's with you, so Tyriel as well. 
And she says, I lived only to serve my master Belial, but you killed him and unleashed the prime evil on the world. So the ghost of Magda, supposedly the ghost of Magda, is uh, trying to make the player character feel bad about their choices in life. Look what you've done. You've unleashed the prime evil on the world. You've done the most horrific thing a hero could possibly do in Sanctuary and the exact thing a hero doesn't want to do. Um, she's trying to make you feel bad. Kind of sounds a little bit like what Andario would want to do. And of course, seconds after the supposed ghost of Magda, uh, you know, says this to the player, she turns into the aspect of anguish Andariel's minion. And of course, you have to fight this minion and kill it in order to progress through the game. Um, so the ghost of Magda obviously wasn't Magda at all, had nothing to do with Magda. Instead, it is the aspect of anguish, the minion of Andariel, that's attacking the player. So this kind of brings up an interesting concept. Now, if Andariel's minion has been sent here to slow down or stop the player from getting to Diablo, it kind of indicates that perhaps, maybe, Andariel is uh, sort of back in her realm in the Burning Hells and causing emotional anguish to whoever she has trapped and going on with what she used to do. Now, it's interesting, it's an interesting parallel that uh, you know, she herself tried to slow down the hero from uh, attacking Diablo during the Dark Exile. And now we have her minion trying to slow down the player as you go to try to kill Diablo in Diablo 3. Um, so it kind of indicates that she's like, you know, powerful again and involved in Sanctuary, at least in an indirect way. So my guess is maybe if there's a future expansion, perhaps you'll see more of Andariel because they're kind of setting it up to say, hey, there's this other demon out there and maybe players will end up fighting her. Who knows? This is entirely a guess. I, I'm entirely just speculating on this. I have no, you know, no insight on that other than just kind of taking a guess. So um, what happened, of course, with uh, the uh, Burning Exile is the players, uh, the heroes, uh, killed off Antariel and went on to go to attack Diablo. But the fact that she's got her minion here in Diablo 3 indicates that perhaps she's back. Uh, demons who are slain go back to the Burning Hells to be reborn again, unless their soul is trapped in a soul stone and they can't get there, you know, this kind of thing. So it, there's a chance Antariel may appear somewhere in the uh, future uh, expansions of Diablo, maybe. At, at least that's what I think. So, uh, going on with that, um, the best way to put a stop to Andariel forever, other than trapping her in a soul stone, I suppose, um, isn't simply to kill her over and over again because she can be reborn like the other demons in the Burning Hell. So what you need to do is trap her in a soul stone, and again, this is my guess, I'm not saying this is game mechanics or anything like that, but the way to get rid of Andariel forever would be to trap her in a soul stone and put that st soul stone someplace that is just far, far away from anyone at all, completely isolate her, because she she needs to cause and enjoy the emotional anguish of others in order to thrive. If you basically prevent her from bothering anyone, she'll wither and starve, you know, she's not going to be powerful from that. So it's kind of a unique thing, you know, this is a demon that plays with your emotions instead of just wants to slaughter you, and, uh, can therefore be defeated by just sort of ignoring her, much like you might do with trolls on the internet. You know, don't feed the trolls, don't feed Andario. And that's going to be the end of this particular uh, Jen's Lore Corner segment. I hope you enjoyed it.
this podcast is copyright 2015 Dawn Forge Productions. Thank you for listening. Check us out at thedawnforge.com.